everybody, welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast. I hope you're well and I hope your year is going smoothly so far. In today's episode, I got to hang out with business partners and couple Brad and Jeannie. They are the founders of Good Mix Superfoods, but they're also experts in farmers markets. At one stage, they had around about 35 farmers markets selling their cereal and seed blends. Due to my failed farmers market attempt last year, I didn't want that happening again, so I called on these guys for help. Hopefully in 2020, I'll have some successful farmers markets and you guys will be all across it throughout the year. These guys tell me how a good farmers markets run and also their journey with the good mix superfood blends. Jeannie has a PDF available for anyone wanting top tips on running a farmers markets, so if you want it, please just reach out. Apologies at the end of this podcast, my audio failed for the last 60 seconds, but I'll be providing a summary at the end and it will also have the guy's contact details in case you want to get in touch. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. So for now, just chill out, switch off and enjoy episode 40. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt, your destination for product development, food trends, and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. Duo, um, all the way. Actually, where are you guys calling me from? Where, where we, uh, where are you guys based? I know you're going on holiday, but you're not on holiday yet. Where, where in the world are you guys? Well, Burley Heads, Gold Coast. Perfect. So sunny Gold Coast. I'm in uh, Melbourne. Um, we won't go on the weather. What we'll do <laughs> is talk about you guys and uh, your brand and your story. So thank you very much for joining me, Brad and Jenny. How, how's it all going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Perfect. So and, and oh not just partners. Just partners. They even they are. So that's uh that's. I, that's I mean, both. <laughs> yes. Pa- exactly. pa- partners in crime and partners in business. And let let let's discuss your business. Like you you've got a a fantastic brand, Good Mix uh, Superfoods, which is cereals, and you guys can go into more detail about the brand, but. Can you just give a brief overview of who you guys are, your journey uh, to date, where you've come from? And we're also going to be touching on farmer's markets because I had a disastrous start to my farmer's market journey. And you guys are the experts, I believe, in uh, running a good farmer's markets. And you've learned a lot of uh, mistakes along the way. So over to you guys. Uh, well, with, on the markets, you learn from your disastrous markets. We've had plenty of those. Don't worry. <laughs> so how did it start? I was a naturopath working in a health food store and I had made a breakfast blend. We had a spare bulk food bin, you know, how you scoop in and get oh, your bulk cool. food out. Yeah. And I thought, right, I'm going to make an actually healthy, like a really properly healthy breakfast blend. And so just, yeah, tried to um, make it. You know, really high protein, lots of good fats, um, no gluten, as organic as I possibly could with what we had and cover all the bases nutritionally. And I wanted it to be something that tasted okay so that my kids would eat it. So they were about probably seven and 10 at the time, I think, or something like that. And yeah, ended up doing a pretty good job, started to get lots of good feedback from customers, um, particularly around gut health, like, you know, IBS, oh, my God, I'm regular for the first time, that sort of thing. Um, yep. All the sexy conversations. Oh, and naturopaths love, yeah. Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, so um, I was dating this guy at the time and um, 
he sort of said to me, hey, if you've got this good product and it's doing really well, you should turn it into a business. And I just kind of went, oh, business, the word business. I just thought of all those people that come into the shop, you know, really exhausted, they don't sleep and, you know, they were just like a mess and I just associated business with it destroys your health. So I was like, oh, I don't want a business. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same. But, um, yeah, Brad was, um, he kind of saw some potential and just sort of gently suggested let's do a market. And I was like, oh, cool, I love market. Let's do a market. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Very, very different from loving walking around the market to <laughs> uh, setting a marquee up at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, six hours a late start. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Good. So, so then, where where was your first market, and what uh, what happened there? First, okay, so the very first market we did was Narang Farmers Markets, and we the original plan was to um, sell ready to eat breakfast serves. So we had all of this soaked seed mix because you soak our seed blend, and we had coconut yogurt and all these berries and. We were, you know, trying to get people uh, to buy our superfood breakfast bowls. And this it, was... It was before the SIE. Yeah, the this revolution. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, before then. And everyone kind of looked at us and said, mm, I don't know, like, can we just buy a bag of seeds? They look good, but we don't really want to eat them <laughs> here at the markets. And... Um, so we took, I think it was about three kilos of soap mix that we had to eat in three days. Oh, yeah. I didn't end up making all these crackers and stuff. And, Gave some away and we're like, we're right, we're not doing that. That's just yep. crazy. Just can that idea. But then we went and got some um some just some thin plastic bags and rubber bands and we started making these bags of seeds with no labels, no nothing. And we rocked up at the next market. And I think after our first market, we decided, oh, we need signs. So with our profit, we bought a laminator. And then we started <laughs> and you know, that's how it kind of got started. And yeah. That's cool. And how many markets are you guys going to still now because yeah you can buy your product online but you're still heavily involved in the market so correct yeah we we actually were doing a lot more markets at one point and we'll probably be ramping it up again soon i think we were doing about at our peak around about 35 a week with wow. help yeah yeah so between the two of us and our staff locally it was about 13 which was insane <laughs> but um yeah wow and yeah. what and why the markets like I've I've funny enough I'm I'm on number two tomorrow so uh, I I uh, I'm back I've got a new marquee because as a, oh, as a dis- yeah I'm gonna do it to it so back <laughs> in the same place as last time but yeah as a, when we uh, um, had a phone call a couple of weeks ago I, I think I mentioned that my marquee blew away and two of the <laughs> legs snapped off. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I lost about 25% of my stock. So, um, yeah, because I'm probably the most stubbornest uh, person alive, I'm back again. And the weather's saying it's going to be sunny. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's see how this goes. But <laughs> <laughs> Have you got some weights for your marquee legs this time? <laughs> well, the funny, the funny thing is I actually put weights down on the marquee the first time, but it was like Armageddon that just came through. And all I was left with was two legs and the rest of the marquee had taken off. So (laughs) I've seen that happen before at the actual steel of the legs snapped and the the lady's marquee right next door to me just blew away. (laughs) I was like, ah. 
so that that was that was my uh farmer's market uh virginity taken um so yeah i'm back i'm back tomorrow so please give me tips <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to talk about the tips because one of the one of the ways that Jeannie sort of grew the business, you know, I, I was working. Jeannie was doing this on her own, and she still owns the business 100% all herself. And and uh, I actually quit what I was doing to join her, but oh, wow. uh, because I just loved, you know, what she was doing and you know what I saw uh, at the markets. And I think part of that, what I saw and and seen it grow. Markets are, are tough, like you've already experienced mm. your first one. But they are. You get up early. Most people are sleeping in, and it's sort of the weekends um, they're on, and most people are spending time with family. So there's, there's a lot of sacrifice and a lot of effort that goes into the markets and, you know, prep the day before and, you know, the post pack down and getting ready for the next week and all that sort of stuff, maintenance on the gear. and But, um, yeah, the, the, the product is, I guess, in the marketplace – when Jenny put, you know, the price together and I had a look at it, I went, oh, this is expensive. But then when I started eating it myself, I went, oh, okay, it's not that expensive when you know how to prepare it. And, okay, it's not that expensive when you understand it and uh, the, the way it works. And it's not that expensive when, geez, I'm feeling amazing right now with this stuff and I can't live without it. Now, to try to do that online and explain that and to try to explain that on the packaging uh, too. Yeah. Try to explain that uh, off the shelf in, you know, independence or health foods. It's really difficult. So what I saw though is a repeat customer hearing it from the, you know, the the horse's mouth. Don't call me a horse. I guess. I've got track with that. She's not a knack for it and I, and and i saw when people talked to it it was like you know having a consult and she was just explaining people go, i'll try some i'll try some and then the next person brought their friend back and this is what we had and then they said you should go to this market and how are we going to do both markets well i'll do one i've heard Jeannie say it enough and it just sort of started from like that um and every market we set up we started to bring up a, a loyal following and an awareness to the product and how to make it and mm. You know, the, the type of demographic that was shopping, they didn't need much convincing to say, hey, this is a premium mix. It's not available anywhere else. And, um, yeah, it sort of just sort of grew from there. That's fantastic. And with your farmer's markets growing, um, did you grow the products then? Were you finding you were getting feedback from those loyal repeat customers going, oh, could we see this or how did the development in your in your cereal blends um well it progress? was interesting when we went to the markets we looked at you know what was the gap what was not there and it was healthy breakfast blends superfoods you know the fruit and veg were there some artisan clothing mm. you know artisan jams there was no real health food store at the markets but these people that were going they were so healthy yeah and they wanted to be healthy and when we sort of applied they had to check against, um, you know, similar types of products. And they go, oh, we got nothing like you. And, oh, that's good because we don't let anyone else in that's like you. So you get this sort of exclusive sort yeah, of area. Right. But what, what I realised with Jeannie is she just had so many products in her. It was just endless. It was, um, you know, you, you're right. It, she, the demand wasn't for new products, but Jeannie just kept creating 
products that were solving her own problems. Fantastic. And she was doing at home, and I'll go, what are you doing there? I said, can you put that in a bag? <laughs> what are you doing? Can you make that in a container for somebody? She goes, yeah. You know, so it just, yeah, she created more products, and people just love them because I guess, you know, all the products aren't for everyone, but yeah. type of person, Jenny was the type of, she was her own customer. So that was making, you know, she was making products that helped her and then, you know, her own, being her own customer, she shopped at Farmer's Market. She was looking for solutions and nutritious food. So, yeah, it really sort of. Um, yeah, I guess when I designed the Blend 11, I was yeah, looking to go plant-based and I wanted a yep. really high-protein, healthy breakfast that was going to sit in nicely with a coconut yogurt and or a smoothie and just provide pretty much everything I needed. And then the protein ball premix, I was always making, you yeah, know, okay. healthy chocolate because I'm a chocoholic. So I was like, all right, let's um let's make something so that everybody else can um, make their own chocolate really easily. Um, so it's like, you know, training wheels for people to start doing their own healthy chocolate things. And Oh, then the paleo diet was just kind of exploding. So people were like, we need a paleo muesli. So you yeah, made one of those. And what else? Oh, the um, the greens powder. I always use greens, have done for years and years. And I just thought, let's make a better one with some aloe vera in it. So the greens powder, um, people love that as well. Just adding into green smoothies and shakes, that sort of thing, juices. And latest product is... A cracker premix, which actually makes amazing veggie patties as well. And obviously everyone's wanting, you know, some plant-based alternatives now for lunches and dinners and lunch boxes. So they are indeed, yeah. You're hundred percent on the money. Yeah. Oh, it's it's such a great range, like going on your website and I'm on your website now. And it it feels like, yeah, I can actually feel through the website and through the ingredient, you guys are just yeah creating what you'd create for yourself and going, oh, this 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 would benefit a lot of other people. And uh, it's as simple as literally why well, it's not as simple, but it, it sounds as simple as you just blending uh, your little creation up, sticking a sticker on it and out it goes to uh, the wider market. But I know I know it's not as easy as that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know was in the beginning we loved the product and we had a few people interested but we no one knew who we were they didn't we didn't have any signs we didn't know how to get people over so that was a that was a big um because people looked at the bag and just said that looks like birdseed really yeah. expensive birdseed i'm and, not eating that and the, yeah. and, the, and the people that we begged and twisted their arm to try some in the beginning you know that was slow so the referral back on that was slow it wasn't until when i realized when jenny was talking to customers that that was doing a high conversion it was my job to get customers over so i remember it was like the third market i said we're just not selling enough we're not getting enough people over so i think i wore like a chinese hat and a white face <sighs> mask ridiculous outfit and i started doing the robot out the front with tasters and what that did was started bringing the kids over and they would taste and go, mommy, yum, yum. And then, you know, one mum would hear Jeannie talk to another mum and then it just sort of started. So what that sort of realised is you can stand there with the greatest product in the world, but unless coming over, people are coming over to talk to you, you got no chance. Yeah, you got no chance. <laughs> All right. I better go out and find myself an outfit then for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something, something. Something to, to drag people in. Yeah. yeah. Slap them in the face as they walk past your store, which we found with um yeah. the, the, best, the best poos ever sign and flag, which that 
that kind of started out as a bit of a joke. So we've got to sign at all of our stalls. It says best poos ever guaranteed. And yeah, people are just walking along, drinking their coffee at the markets, and they kind of see that and go, Whopper. I love and, it. And it just brings them over with a smile on their face. All right, what's this all about? And yeah, then you can kind of explain. That's fantastic. And for the people listening, like we've been talking a lot about farmers markets only because I think you guys have lived, breathed and expanded in this space. But you're also in health foods. Like Your, your brand has grown. And I'm guessing that's because of the the farmer's market itself and your persistence uh, and determination. But you're in like Govida, health stores, groceries. Do you see any conflict of interest there or do you just see it as a great way of just growing the brands and taking that next step to as like the pathway of most brands do farmers market to health independence to then grow is that is that your strategy uh for the brand yeah look it's uh in in the beginning we weren't going to go retail we were just going to do farmers markets Mm -hmm. and online direct that was the, that was the plan, but then farmers markets are about being local and the local artisan and, and talking to the maker of the product. That's the whole point. So we realised we couldn't grow outside of the southeast of Queensland. Um, you know, not into the true great markets where you know our demographic were and the volume of foot traffic was headed. So we needed to change tact, and that was like, okay, do we go into to retail? Well, people were asking too. I mean, a health, you know, like. We because we're on the Gold Coast, we get so many people from Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, all over, just wanting to buy product when they get back home, and yeah. they they may not want to order online, so they were asking for stockists. So, so when I went and knocked on a few stores, they that there was a conflict that you know they said, oh well, you know you're selling it down the road at the markets, and um, you know there was a um, an initial, you know. Um, a uh, gap to to bridge and because at the markets we had low overheads they had higher overheads and the pricing model didn't allow that the case so yep. i just sort of said why don't we give it a go put some on the shelves and let me see if i can refer some customers to it, the tasting and often people come to the markets they'll talk they'll try it they might just be passing through and grab a brochure um they're not ready to buy just yet but when they saw it in the shops that was the price wasn't it was what we were selling as good health and you know, the price sort of come out of it. Now, the stores that have the biggest sales are around markets. It's like... Awareness. Yeah, there's awareness. Yeah, okay. There's people talking about it. Um, so, you know, in the beginning, you know, they were a little bit concerned. Now that's like, oh, can you do a market near us <laughs> to drive yeah. sales? It actually works incredible. But markets are tough. You know, you, you, you can't be everywhere. And, you know, as soon as you add the complexity of, you know, staff or whatever... Um, you know, it makes it uh, more of a challenge to, to grow that. But, yeah, um, they work Fantastic. together. It's almost like a free pop-up store in the local area to raise awareness of the brand. And if it's done yeah. right, you get paid to do your marketing. Yeah, definitely very powerful. And I've got a question that it would be interesting to get your thoughts on it. But you've we've got all these brands popping up you guys have done the hard slog at the start and there's brands that just pop up online because it's so easy now just to create something do you feel that most brands should have to do a farmer's market or should have that real like kind of trench kind of get dirty and uh, do the early mornings or do you think uh, those days are kind of moving on or do you think they've just began uh, I think a bit of both. I think 
it does help to build a really strong, solid foundation, I think, because you can, you know, if you've spoken to the maker, you know, you can ask them all the questions you want, you can trust them. Whereas if you just see something all of a sudden on Instagram and you go, oh, wow, you know, it's you build that foundation and that trust slowly but surely. But then, you know, on the other side, it's definitely I look at those brands and just go, oh, man, why didn't we do that? That's so much easier. You know, where it is. <laughs> Look at what we're doing. I mean, the other thing too is you might see an Instagram affiliate and partner up with the fitness model, but you're only going to switch to the next one, that person that you like, you know, with with, with the farmer's markets. They come every week. You see them every time to get to know them and know that, and they're never switching. Like you'd have to do something pretty awful. They get get upset if we can't make it for some reason. (laughs) We have to have a uh, um, you know, pull, if we, if pull we, the market if or we something. If we can't make it, some of them can't poo, so. Yeah, or they, or they <laughs> and that's, yeah, they really let us know. So, you know, and we and you just manage that and support them and you give them an alternative, send it online, whatever whatever you do. But um, Interesting, Eric. I feel that you guys have got a strong, and I go back to kind of the tribe, uh, you guys are building a strong tribe of followers and customers. Um that you just wouldn't get anywhere else like you say on instagram it's kind of you um yeah you can flick between brands unfollow with a click of the button whereas you guys are actually yeah building a loyal base yeah the 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 other way to do it is if you've got a lot of marketing money you know and you can pay you put have put a have a huge budget on advertising and marketing you can buy other people's followings but we've created our own, and you do that at the markets. You can, you, you know, brands could may not have to do it at the markets. They might do a lot of in-store promotions right across the country or right across an area and saturate that. But that's at a huge cost. You don't get the volume of traffic. The markets can give you thousands of people in a local area in a small, in four or five hours. But then you've got to deal with the weather. You don't have to deal with the weather in the in-store promo. I mean, to give it, to give it. <laughs> hey everyone, it's Ben here. Sorry that the audio cut out at the end there, and it's such a shame. But after this question, all I asked them was, how can you guys get in contact? And if you enjoyed what Brad and Ginny had to say, then please head over to www.goodmix.com.au. You'll be able to see their full range there and also which farmers markets they'll be up to in 2020. They're on socials, Instagram, Facebook, and also LinkedIn. So head on over. These guys would love to hear from you. And also, yeah, check out their range. Thank you again for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the tips and helpful insights that this podcast had to offer. I'll see you guys for episode number 41 next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.